1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for standing by. Welcome to the Quebecor Inc.'s financial results for the 2021 third quarter conference call. I would like to introduce Hugues Sima, Chief Financial Officer of Quebecor Inc. Please go ahead.
2: Good morning, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this conference call. Joining me to discuss our financial and operating results for the third quarter of 2021 is pierre carl our President and Chief Executive Officer. Anyone unable to attend the conference call will be able to listen to a recording by telephone or webcast. Access details are available on Quebecor's website at www.quebecor.com. The recording will be available until the 2nd of February of next year. I also want to inform you that certain statements made on the call today may be considered forward-looking, and we would refer you to the risk factors outlined in today's press release and reports filed by the corporation with regulatory authorities. Let me now turn the floor to Pascal. Merci again. Good
3: morning, everyone. Uh, as we uh, announced last quarter, we are moving ahead with our plans uh, toward the expansion our telecom services across Canada, thereby creating a real competitive dynamic and bringing to Canadians the benefit of technological innovation, superior client experience, and lower prices. The first step towards our objective of becoming the fourth independent wireless provider in English Canada became a reality in July. With our investment of nearly $830 million in the acquisition of 294 blocks of spectrum in the 3,500 megahertz band across Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, Alberta, and British Columbia. Our investment of $357 million for 119 licenses in Quebec will enhance an already solid-spectrum base acquired throughout the last decade, starting in 2008 prior to the launch of our facility-based wireless operations. These licenses will be used for the deployment of our 5G platform, which is already in operation in Montreal and Quebec City. The remaining investment of $472 million is dedicated to the acquisitions of licenses in the main regions of the aforementioned provinces. On this topic, I have to say that we were surprised by TELUS's court initiative against the government of Canada to try and block the award of these licenses to Videotron. That being said, we were relieved, although not surprised this time, that the federal court clearly told TELUS that its claim
1: was without merit and then I
3: and do not raise a serious issue. This is the paragraph two. And I still quote, the decisive factor is the public interest in fostering greater competition in the market for mobile home services, and this is the paragraph four. It is sad to realize the length to which TELUS and Bell will go to delay, block, and to ultimately squeeze out at all costs any efforts to create healthy competition and ultimately lower the prices Canadians pay for mobile services. We continue to call on governmental and regulatory authorities to issue the licenses and, more generally, ensure that their longstanding competition policy and objectives are backed by concrete actions forcing the incumbents to actively cooperate and take the necessary steps so that Canadians are not left paying amongst the highest telecom prices Around the industrialized world. I would also like to comment on our recent court action against Rogers, our longtime ally and partner in building a joint wireless network and connect. To remain on the legal side of business and keeping in mind that the sub judice rule as well as the respect owed. To the courts, I will not comment any further, nor I will answer any question regarding this matter. The only thing I wish to share is that over the last years, as described in the claim, we've always strived to the network steering committee to find answers and solutions to the various change request demands and other asks from Rogers' new management. But every time we met Rogers' request, they came back with further and higher demands. And since Rogers felt comfortable to state publicly that we fail to meet the investment ask to improve our joint network to the benefit of our customers, I myself feel comfortable to say that is far from the truth, to say the least. As you know, Videodron has been recognized for many years as the most respected telecom company in Quebec. Could this be possible without having our clients at the center of everything we do? We always acted as a true partner to Rogers and tried to avoid the unpleasant publicity of a public recourse, negotiating a suspension of the time limitation period of three years, according to the law, to give ourselves a chance to settle our differences, but to no avail. Given the current events at Rogers, we now understand why our discussions were not a priority and sincerely hope that when the air clears at Rogers, we may have a chance to engage in a constructive dialogue with open-minded individuals. Turning to operational matters. We launched VRE, the first French language video subscription platform dedicated to exclusive unscripted lifestyle, documentary, and entertainment content. In just a few weeks, we recorded 17,000 subscribers and over 200,000 views. We will offer 40 original productions this year and over 100 original Quebec productions by the end of 2022. Along with the success of Tribute which is dedicated to series, movies, and youth programs, this new platform will enhance and complement our content offering. We are expanding our collaborations with local producers, and we will continue to significantly invest in the production of new local content, thereby strengthening our leadership position as the largest catalyst for Original French productions in Quebec. Speaking of Club Lico, our our own successful OTT, we launched our programming two weeks ago with a record number of new majors' original series and an exceptional 2021 2022 lineup featuring leading figures of Quebec culture such as Patrick Senegal, Florence Nompré, and Sophie Derat. As Terrasse, sorry, as well as Philippe Falardeau and Xavier Dallas. Finally, bringing all of these investments together, we also unveil Que, the new digital platform that brings all of Quebecor's, sorry, Quebecor news and entertainment content together in one place. Available on the web and via a mobile app, is a unique showcase with a vast quantity of multi-source, multi-format content, where users will have access to millions of items, including text, music, video, and audio, in a single environment, live and or on demand. Once again, on the forefront of innovation and anticipating market demand and trends, Q will further reinforce one of Quebeco's most important competitive advantage against our national competitors. Our unmatched ability to produce and deliver unique, differentiated, differentiating news and entertainment content. On the B2B front, we're pleased to announce that do it home business teamed up with Extelia, a Quebec-based technology company to offer a wider range of connected object solutions to accelerate the digital transformation of cities, municipalities, government organizations, and businesses across Quebec, and provide them with solutions for waste management, water management and quality, smart parking, environment management, and noise pollution. Videotron also recently landed a major contract for IoT services with the STM, which is the Montreal Public Transit Authority, further strengthening its leadership position in Quebec. Moreover, in September, Videotron and TVA Sport announced their partnership with the Trois Rivières Lyon, which is a new team with the ECHL. The new Trois Rivières arena is now named the Colisee Videotron. And TVA Spa is the exclusive offshore broadcaster of the Trois Rivières Lyon Games. This partnership
0: demonstrates our continued commitment to Quebec's sport and entertainment industry,
3: supporting and promoting the next generation of Quebec athletes, as well as contributing to the economic development of Quebec regions through investment that benefits local communities. I will now review our operational results, starting with our telecom segment. On the wireless front, we posted 41,000 net ads during the quarter. Despite the continued aggressive competition from a loading and renewal perspective, especially toward the end of the quarter, we were able to keep our turn flat year over year, and once again, captured the largest share of growth ads by far, with 37% of the market, our best performance ever, and with our Videotron and Fizz brands coming in first and second position respectively, according to a Leger marketing survey. Consolidated wireless app pool for the quarter declined 1.6%, or 83 cents versus 2020. This decline is explained in large part by the dilutive impact of, of BYOD model at FID, combined with a decline in roaming and data usage revenues. Vidotron recently enhanced its value proposition regarding the equipment installment plan by launching in September the take-back-credit program option, allowing customers to further benefit from reduced monthly phone payments. In broadband, we're pleased to report another strong quarter with a growth in Internet subscribers of 22,500, 2,000 more than during the third quarter last year, and a 2.1% or $1.13 internet ARPU growth. In the quarter, more than 100,000 uh, 100, ELIX installations were completed, bringing our total ELIX subscribers to over 1 million as of September 30, 2021. Our ELIX TV continues to help lower our TV turn rate and mitigate our TV subscriber decline, which was 13,400 in a quarter, an improvement of more than 2,000 compared to the third quarter last year. We continue to promote ELIX self-installations, and we are very satisfied with the result thus far. We have already surpassed 100,000 self installation since the launch in March 2021 and are pleased to report a 93% overall customer satisfaction rate. This program has proven to be very successful and we will we'll continue to improve it to maintain the current satisfaction rate levels. In our media segment, advertising revenues continue to increase, particularly in our television network, where they came in higher than the same quarter of last year, but also 22% higher than the same quarter in. 2019, which is, as you know, pre-pandemic. DDR Consolidated Market Share reached 38.2% for the quarter, strengthening our leadership position in the Quebec market with uh, such hits as the French version of Mask Singers and the Stanley Cup Finals hockey games. Building on our number one franchise, we continue to increase our investment in content, a strategy that is reflected in our fall programming with a wealth of new shows, original production, and exclusive content for our digital platforms, such as Plus, which continue to grow and build on its strong popularity. Our array of content is broader and more diverse than ever and is available on multiple platforms to reach more Quebecers on a daily basis and bring them together for major television events. Our film production and audiovisual services segment also perform very well with high demand from mega productions such as Paramount Picture Mega Production Transformers, Rise of the Beast, and also from major online streaming players, mail services are increasingly being recognized and used by international clients, placing us in the enviable position of being able to take advantage of the current market growth and plan for expansion our facilities with the upcoming constructions of Mail 4. Our virtual stage services continue to draw the attention of producers with greater numbers using the technology to facilitate shooting certain scenes or creating advertising. I will now let uh, you review our financial results.
2: Merci Pierre-Cal. Quebecor's revenues were up 3% in the quarter to $1.15 billion. And EBITDA was up by more than 1% at um, $520 million. Third quarter revenue growth from our telecom segment was flat as compared to last year, as the growth from internet access and mobile telephony, up 6% and 8% respectively, was counterbalanced by a reduction in mobile equipment with more BYOD than in Q3 last year, and also the stabilization of the growth of, in Helix equipment sales which drove most of the top-line increase in prior quarters. Our telecom segment EBITDA posted a decline of 1% compared to last year as a result of, a $19 million unfavorable impact of, of, of the impact of a $19 million one-time item in the third quarter of last year. Without the impact of the 2020 one-time item, our telecom EBITDA would have grown by 2.6% in the quarter. Our overall EBITDA margin remains strong at 51% for the third quarter, still one of the highest in, te- in the Canadian telecom market. Our media segment recorded revenues of $191 million, a 21% increase, and an EBITDA of $37 million, a 47% increase compared to the same period last year. In our media segment, TBA Group continues to benefit from the improvement of activities from almost all of its sectors as evidenced by the 26 percent and 52 percent respective increases in revenues in EBITDA during the third quarter. The back quarter reported a net income attributable to shareholders of $173 million in the quarter or $0.71 cents per share, a $32 million increase compared to the same period last year. In addition to the EBITDA improvement, this increase is also explained by the gain on valuation and translation of financial instruments related to our convertible debentures, as well as to the restructure initiatives that were put in place uh, during the quarter. Adjusted income from continuing operations, excluding unusual items and gains or losses on valuation of financial instruments came in at $176 million, or $0.73 per share, compared to an adjusted income of $173 million, or $0.69 per share, in the same quarter last year. For the first nine months of the year, Quebecor's revenues were up 6% to $3.37 billion, and EBITDA was up 3% to $1.47 billion. Revenues from our telecom segment grew 4% to $2.78 billion, and EBITDA increased 2% $1.41 to 1.41 billion for the same period. Telecom CapEx spending, excluding Spectrum, was down $18 million for the quarter as compared to the previous to the previous year, mainly due to the timing of some of our investments. On a year-to-date basis, CapEx spending is comparable to last year with continued deployment of the LTEA, LTE advanced, and or 5G rollout as planned. Our cash flow from operations for the third quarter of 2021 increased by $20 million, or 6%, to $366 million, once again demonstrating the resilience and strength of our business model, as well as our continued operational and financial discipline. Cash flow from operations from our telecom segment grew $11 million, or 4%, to $337 million. TVA Group's cash flow from operations grew 44% to $29 million in the quarter. As of the end of the quarter, our net debt to EBITDA ratio was 2.80, up from 2.76 reported at the end of the third quarter of last year, still one of the lowest in uh, the telecom industry competitors and peers in Canada. Despite the redemption, of uh, Videotron's 5% senior notes and Quebecor Media's 6 and 5.8% senior notes in July, with $2.3 billion in available liquidities at the end of the third quarter. With growing free cash flows and strong credit profile, our liquidities are giving us the flexibility to continue and invest in strategically important growth projects, such as mobile telephony, investing in content, and continuing to invest in studios. During the first nine months of the year, we purchased and cancelled 7.1 million Class B shares for a total investment of $226 million. Since we initiated our NCIB program 10 years ago, approximately 47.7 million Class B shares have been purchased and cancelled. We thank you for your attention and would now like to open the lines for your questions.
1: All right, so just as a reminder to ask a question, you can press star one at any time. And the uh, we'll, first question comes from uh, Jérôme Dubreuil from Desjardins. Please go ahead, Jérôme.
0: Bonjour, monde. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, first question on the media front, uh, good, good results. Uh, just looking to see how uh, how recurrent uh, are the good results in terms of film production? Uh, I know this business can can sometimes be lumpy, but I also think you've made significant investments in that business. Um, can we expect uh, such good results uh, going forward as well?
3: Well, um, thank you, Jean. Um, I guess that you know, uh, looking forward, uh, uh, it's, it's not always uh, an easy exercise. Um, You know, as we and we will certainly have uh, the opportunity to talk a little bit more, but I expect, you know, questions regarding the telecom environment. Um, And um, I would say that, uh, you know, in the broadcasting industry is also quite competitive. Um, Obviously, you know, we're getting out of a situation where, you know, pandemic was certainly not the best environment. Uh, As you know, the advertising revenues uh, were. Uh, certainly not in in the best conditions, given that you know most of the retail business were closed and uh, significant uh, uh, businesses you know were not performing. Um, but we need to say uh, that uh, in front of us, you know we have uh, two main competitors, uh, Bell, uh, which um, you know, with a specialty channels lineup and generalists are you know, much more, in a better position than the, the previous owner, and in fact, you know, these, these are the kinds of representation we made in front of the CRTC. They have a, a national platform in English and in French, which we do not, um, and that also will provide you know the capacity for them to move forward. The good thing, uh, and it's been uh, also. Used by our competitors, and radio Canada is uh, one of them, which is the second one I was referring to earlier. Is that we have many platforms. So if we are investing, and this is we do, as example, and I mentioned it in my in my presentation, in PlimidiCo and or in Vrai, which is our new uh, OTT uh, documentary platform. Uh, this also, you know, give us the, the opportunity, you know, to uh, rebroadcast this content on the other platforms so we are multiplying the amount of vehicles which we are able to use to generate advertising and keep our audiences as much as possible so this is something that we've been doing for many years already and it's been copied by radio canada with their their two point tv extra which you know for us it's quite um it's, it's It's a big question, Mark, because I didn't know that the national broadcaster will compete against private networks uh, on an OTT basis. You know, to me, uh, this is distribution where Radio-Canada should be a a broadcaster. In fact, we made our presentation during the Radio-Canada renewal audiences. We expect the decisions to come forward and figuring out, you know, what the CRTC think about this. And, you know, so we look forward to continue to uh, expect a competitive environment, uh, but we certainly have a leadership position, and we will continue to invest to make sure that we remain number one on this segment. Sorry for the long answer, but yeah, you-
0: <laughs> now that's fine. Um, and then second, on the back to school, um, do you feel uh, that you had the full benefit? Uh, out of this or this was still not a normal year just trying to assess here uh if your net ads could be could be better or, or similar next year uh just related to back to school
2: uh Jérôme no I, 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 this was a fairly uh a fairly active and fairly competitive back to school uh you know um you know we're 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 quite pleased i mean uh, you know, uh, 41, um, you know, in, in wireless, I mean, you, you know, historically this is a, it, it, it's a good quarter in terms of loading for us, but it's one, um, you know, in terms of, um, uh, you know, of ABQ that um, is, is slightly a bit more challenging, you know, with a lot of students back and, um, you know, taking in, um, you know, lower price points. Uh, and, and we, you know, we had, that, we had significantly more, uh, you know, bring your own device. Uh, BYOD this, this quarter, 74% as compared to 66% last year, same same quarter. So that also um, contributed to that. So I, I, I think uh, you know, all in all, in terms of activity, um, I qualify it as, as as very competitive. So pressure on the uh, on the you know on the average invoice, uh, but uh, we're we're fairly pleased you know with our you know with our loading. You know, we we did very well. We did very well against competition. Um, you know, in terms of growth, has in our market share. So um, um, it was it was very busy and very competitive. But um, we feel that we, we you know we came out of it, especially with Fizz, which accounts for most of our growth um, on the right side of this equation.
4: Merci
1: beaucoup, Gérant. Merci, Next question comes from Jeff Fan. From uh, Scotia Bank, please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um,
0: There's a question for uh, Pierre Carl. Um, you've obviously been very vocal about the national expansion, um, but I think the market is just sitting back, looking at the various obstacles that you still have. Um, you mentioned the lawsuit against Rogers and Quebec. Um, you know the spectrum. Yes, there's no injunction, but you still have a court case next year. I think um, the MD&O cost is still not clear. So, I mean, how I mean, can how investors can- gain some comfort that you're making a good investment decision here? Can you just kind of shed some light on, on, you know, the the, the thing that you're looking at to ensure that you're making the right investment decision? Thanks. Good. Um, as you know,
3: uh, Jeff, um, you know, the, the CRTC uh, provide uh, what I would call, you know, favorable conditions. In fact, you know, probably we can say the most favorable condition ever. Uh, out of the decision uh, this summer, you know, which we call 2021 uh, slash uh, 130, um, MBNO uh, is now, you know, uh, regulated, and uh, the incumbents would need, you know, to open their network to new competitors. As you know, uh, we started our uh, wireless business in 2006 um, with uh, Rogers Network as an NVNO. we participate in 2008 well we make representation in 2008 to make sure that if government was looking you know to have competition, the best way to do so will be you know to sit, well to provide certain conditions, one of which uh, probably the most important would be to set aside Uh, spectrum during the auction, also mandatory roaming, and a few other conditions. Um, The late uh, Jim Prentice understood the situation and then therefore decided as a minister to open the auction with those conditions. We participated, we bought the entire 40 40 megahertz in Quebec, and we started to build our own network. all those years of building our network, providing one of the best services, yeah, we've been able to achieve a significant portion of the market share. Fortunately, um, you know that was able to provide uh, a growing uh, opportunity in terms of revenues and EBITDA. That if we were not to have uh, this segment of business, uh, I don't know. You know, obviously we cannot redo. The, the, the time frame, but um, you know, 10 years later, uh, I think that we should conclude that this this decision, which was at the beginning probably questioned, was uh, then therefore delivering uh, some significant amount of growth and and EBITDA. Uh, What is the plan in the rest of Canada with the MDNO, uh, regulated environment, a statutory to be made? with our acquisition of spectrum we have all the assets to be able you know to provide a good service in terms of investment as you know we already have an invoicing system we already have call centers we already have our digital platform we have all the assets necessary you know to provide a decent commercial proposal and you know you don't need to go very far and you guys which are following you know the telecom industry uh, knows very well how competitive the marketplaces in Quebec when we compare with the rest of Canada sorry about this but you know this is <laughs> uh, so next I would like to give you an example and you can go on on my, my Twitter account you know for, for more uh, for more illustrations but last week in many newspapers. So if you go to see on october twenty eighth, so last Thursday, last Thursday, you'll see that in, Van- in the Vancouver Sun, in the Edmonton Journal, in the Calgary Herald, in the National Post, in the Ottawa Citizen, that you have a an ad of Bell, which is proposing 20 gig for 80 bucks. This is the same ad. And you go in the Montreal Gazette with the same ad for the same proposal, 20 gig, you're finding it at $65. This is the most recent example. But it's been like this for many, many times. So we look forward, you know, to be able to piggyback on a very lucrative market. And when I'm looking about the results of Rogers and the the quarterly results of Bell, with their significant amount of new ads, the prices that we're seeing, I guess there's room for us to grow there at a decent investment price. And as you know, we have seven years to build our network. Seven years. In a technological environment, we're seeing, you know, new perspectives, which is bringing interesting opportunities to reduce the cost of building a network all those items, for me and for us, is providing favorable conditions to move forward and expect growth elsewhere. There, there, where in Quebec, which is, I would say, a quite mature
0: market for us. So just a quick follow-up it sounds like you're, you're talking about a very uh, a capital light expansion using MBNO first so are you saying you don't need to pursue freedom in order to um, to address your national expansion um, opportunity
3: well uh, you know um, uh, obviously you, this is a very important matter um, it's it's and maybe you have more insight than we do, but uh, we get problems to understand what's going on uh, with Rogers and Shaw, uh, we're figuring out, you know, what will be the outcome of everything. Um, but, um, you know, we're not going to open our, our play here, uh, and certainly, again, you know, would we'll say that um, we consider that we have a, there also all the proper tools and means Know, to be the best acquirer for 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 freedom. So what is interesting is that we have many alternatives. Uh and this is what we should conclude for the moment.
1: Fair enough. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Uh next question comes from Tim Casey from BMO. Please go ahead. Thanks, good morning too from me.
0: Um just uh, following up on Jeff's question, Chair Carl, should we assume then that you'll be launching FIS uh, imminently no matter how the freedom, any remedies related to freedom play out and and no matter how O discussions proceed and is that what you're signaling to the market here? And just um, uh, an accounting question for Hugh, um, Regarding working capital, it's been a huge uh, use so far this year, and and I know that's related to handset acquisition and EIP and whatnot. But just wondering if you expect that to swing in Q4 or more likely in 2022?
3: Thank you. Yeah, Bob, well, and um, thanks, uh, Tim. We unfortunately don't control, you know, the different actions that are taking by the incumbents you know, to stop and to refrain. Um, our capacity to offer a, a proposal to Canadians in the different areas where we, we uh, acquired spectrum. Uh, we've been seeing, once again, that uh, they're completely allergic to competition. You know, when you start suing the government of Canada in a regulated environment, where you, your spectrum comes from the ministry. I mean, it shows how allergic you can be. Uh, is this a great move? Well, you know, you have your, your, your own take on this. I have my own. Um, will they appeal uh, the court decision, you know, uh, of last week by the federal court of 10, ten days ago? Uh, will they continue to delay in court, uh, you know, the um, delivery of the licenses by the minister? Uh, all this we don't know. We also uh, are in front of the CRTC with the more technical discussions regarding how should we connect uh, the different networks. Uh, how uh, should also have access to? Um, you know, again, those are technicals. But uh, the the fallback, uh, the the roaming, obviously, also all the tariffs and the tarification uh, will be a matter of, of discussion and eventually arbitration uh, in front of the CRTC, so uh, in a nutshell, um, we expect not being able to do it next week and probably not next month, but as soon as the CRTC and the other governmental authorities uh, will move and make sure that, you know, competitions uh, will be brought for Canadians,
2: uh, we're ready to move. And on your uh, Tim, on your uh, working capital um, question, um, I certainly um, expect the, the you know the pressure on working capital to continue, stabilize but continue for all the reasons you brought up. They're they're, they're the right ones. Obviously, the EIP program and us building inventory in, um, on, on many components uh, because of lag times uh, increasing. Uh, so I would certainly I, I think it's going to stabilize a little bit. It is stabilizing, but I, I certainly expect it to continue on to uh, uh, at the beginning of uh, 2022 for sure.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Dave. The next yeah. question yeah. comes... Yes, sorry. Good morning, Vince. Yeah, next question comes from Vince Valentini, uh, TD Securities, please go ahead.
4: Okay, yeah, thank you. Good morning to you as well, Pierre. The um, first question, the $18.8 million, can you clarify, uh, Hugh, is that all in the wireless uh, segment or would some of that be in Videotron wireline as well?
2: No, it's all in wireless, Vince. It's a reversal of AWS licenses that we had accrued for for a couple of years and um, our regulatory um, um, Department finally told us that that was a mistake, and we didn't need to accrue for that because we wouldn't have to pay for these licenses. So, it was uh, 100% reversed last year uh, in the uh, in the wireless business. Thank you. So, if we take that
4: headwind or one-time item into consideration, uh, the typical question you get on wireless EBITDA growth, I assume it's it's negative year over year
2: given that 18.8 million. Uh, actually, no. EBITDA growth is 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 small, but it still is positive for the quarter. You know, even accounting for this. So the Videotron, uh, excluding
4: wireless, is down a a few percent year over year. Then.
2: Right. It is. I mean, it's pretty flat. I mean, EBITDA is. You know, for us, it depends how you allocate certain. You know, certain certain network costs but, uh I mean you know we we even accounting for that I, I think you know we're looking at flat and and um you know slightly positive on the on the wireless side, flat on the wire line and slightly positive on the wireless okay
4: um the and i hate to make you put on your history cap, but um if if you go back and adjust last year by eighteen point eight million uh it would mean that q three twenty. Telecommunications segment EBITDA was down uh, about 0.6 percent versus Q3 19 um, that seems to be out of line with the trend we saw throughout other quarters in, in 2020. Was there something unusual way back in
3: yeah. the
4: of 19 that, that caused
2: EBITDA to drop in Q3 last year? Uh, yeah, we had another. This is the second year in a row of a of a one timer event. Um, you know, we also had a reversal of about 20, actually, yeah, uh, just slightly over 20 million in the third quarter uh, of um, of 2019 as well. Um, so last year was pretty. You know, I I, I think from an operational standpoint, the you know the 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 results of, of q three of last year were were pretty much in line it's it's just we we honestly got a b you know a, a a bump in the third quarter of two thousand and nineteen gotcha okay
4: that that helps explain thanks you and
1: my last question sorry to go back
4: to the same topic uh, on the wireless expansion but i want to ask this a slightly different way just to be absolutely clear on on this i think I asked a similar question on the last call um if there's another buyer of freedom, and therefore another fourth carrier that exists in most of the rest of Canada. Um, would you still intend to go forward as an MVNO and then build out a network over seven years and effectively be the, the fifth player entering the market, or is that is your plans contingent on seeing what happens with the fourth carrier before you decide on on being number five?
3: Uh, this we appreciate your assumptions, uh, but you know um, I think that it's not going to be uh, uh, possible to answer uh, quite. You know um, uh, we'll find out you know in due time about what's going to happen, uh, and uh, it would be uh, I would say inappropriate you know to answer things that we don't know what's going to what's going to happen. Uh. Can, can you tell me if the Rogers transaction is 100%, you know, done? Uh, you know, I guess that some people would think, or well, possibly think that you know, that could be a, a, a different outcome. I don't know. So uh, if, for me, you know, speculating on, on what's going to happen is uh, not useful.
4: Okay. No, it's totally a fair call. I, I agree with that. I guess implied in your answer, though, is you are – going to survey what does happen, as we do get more facts over the next several months, as opposed to you know plow forward no matter what. You, you, you're you almost acknowledging in your answer that things could change and we don't know how the world's going to unfold, and you need to assess as we go along. Is that not a fair interpretation? Absolutely. I guess that you're right. Yes. That's all I'm trying to get at. It's a dynamic situation, and we're all learning as we go. So. Appreciate that color, and uh, I'll pass the line.
1: Thanks, Chris. All right. And, uh, next question comes from David McFadgen from Cormark Securities. Please go ahead.
5: Um, thank you. A couple of questions. So just following along the line of questioning regarding, you know, wireless expansion across Canada, I'm, I'm assuming – well, I shouldn't assume – would would you wait until you have a bundled product before you uh, decided to go across Canada with wireless? And um, if so, I'm just wondering how that might impact your rollout because I know of um, an internet reseller and he was delayed for two years uh, by the incumbent to uh, be able to resell their products. I'm just wondering if they could do the same with you and just really um slow down your your uh, your roll up uh, I yeah.
1: guess good morning uh,
3: David um I guess that that will continue as uh, you know my predecessors have been uh, doing before uh, I wasn't I, I'm not, I don't think that is appropriate you know to give us our strategy our marketing strategy and the different products that we will launch but you certainly, you know, uh, identify uh, the different things that are available or possible. Uh, so um, I guess that what we should say is that enhance our possibility of uh, moving forward in the capacity to grow our revenues, and basically also you know, justify even more than ever uh, our requirement to move forward outside of our
5: historical Quebec base uh, to continue to grow the company. Okay. Um, And just another question, uh, just on the mobile AVPOO in the quarter, um, like if you look at Q2, it was pretty much flat. It declined Mm -hmm. a little bit. Again, uh, Q3, I thought we sort of had hit the inflection point between... The various hardware profiles between Fiz and Videotron, and so I was just wondering, uh, did that reverse a little bit, or is there some other factor that's caused the mobile app to decline about one percent in the quarter? Uh, David, the main
2: the main issue on on app view are you know are more BYOD, um, it's you know more promotional activity, so uh, pressure obviously on pricing, um, more increased. Uh, percentage of growth from 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 FIS, so increased dilutive uh, dilutive effect, um, and 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 also you know as I said earlier, uh, generally speaking, you'll remember, I mean you know the back to school is not is not a, is a typically more challenging Pew quarter for us. Um, you know last year we we lost you know three uh, four point three percent on APU. Um and also you'll notice that our 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 equipment sales are you know, are down this, you know, this quarter, so that's also part of the app use, you know, so our pew is, is a little bit less impacted by that. So I, I think generally speaking, these explain that I, I don't think it's a reversal. Uh, I think we're still moving, uh, you know, we're, we're still moving towards the same, uh, the same uh, you know, stabilization that, uh, that, that we've been talking about for, for some quarters. Uh, and are certainly improving from the minus 4 and minus 3 that uh, that we had been living for the past uh, few quarters before last quarter so um you know that's um uh, that's sort of what I would um I would tell you on APU for the quarter
5: okay and then maybe maybe just a question on capex um can you give us an update on you know, what you expected this year and and if possible can you tell us what you expect for next year obviously excluding uh, the wireless uh, spectrum purchase. Uh
2: stability is the the name of the game in capex uh David for us. Um you know our uh, w- we're going to come in uh, exactly where we uh where we've said we would for this year and are expecting also a, a very stable capex environment for
5: 2022. Okay. All right, thank
1: you. Thanks David. All right. Uh, next question comes from Matthew Griffiths from uh, Bank of America. Please go ahead.
6: All right. Thanks uh, for taking the question. I'm um, sorry to ask another one on this uh, national expansion um, issue, but correct me if I'm wrong. From what I heard you say, are you going to try to engage in um, once the terms and conditions are set, are you going to try to Engage in negotiations with one of the national providers uh, before you go about trying to maybe acquire spectrum from whatever source that might be uh, and launch the network? Or are we to assume that you may invest capital in spectrum and other items and then down the road start to enter negotiations to see what the actual kind of cost of the operating, the facilities based and the, you know, might be.
3: Um, Matthew, the, the uh, most of the spectrum uh, have been acquired already? I guess that right now it's in uh, in, a, in a pause uh, phase where, again, you know, Telus have been suing the government, uh, forbidding them, you know, to issue the licenses. We'll find out the outcome of that. Uh, we expect as the first decision, uh, has been uh, unfavorable to tell us that, you know, we'll be able to move forward, but certainly this is a condition to, uh, to be a, a, an MDNO, uh, and uh, we look forward, you know, to have the, the conditions. We should say that all, I already um, sent letters to uh, the different CEOs of the incumbents uh, telling them that, you know, we would like to entertain discussions and negotiations regarding uh, the, their access to the network. Uh, and basically the answers that we receive is that we look forward to continue the regulatory uh, process, which is, you know, basically saying under between the lines, saying, uh, stay tuned and, you know, keep us uh, in the, the, the lineup and the delay uh, mode. So um, we look forward to have uh, the proper decisions made by the uh, Regulatory authorities, namely the CRTC, and, uh, are this is the CRTC will be able to move quickly. As again, you know, I mentioned earlier, we don't control this, but we will certainly, you know, do the proper re- representations uh, in front of the CRTC yeah. and also, well, I guess, that in front of, uh, of the new government, well, which is not completely new. In fact, you know, uh, uh, the industry minister is uh, still Champagne, and he's aware, and he is the one that was a uh, Occupying this function before. Um, and I guess that, you know, everyone is looking at Ottawa to have more competition. So we're also uh, enjoying a, a, a political, a favorable political environment.
6: Okay. And just need a follow up. So is it Quebec position that the 35, the, the 3.5 gigahertz spectrum that you have is sufficient to run a competitive network? And maybe just a follow-up to on um, the self-install rate. If I understood correctly, um, about 10% of uh, Helix has been self-install. And I just wanted to ask, you know, if if that's meeting your expectations as you benchmark around the the industry, do you you think that there's room for improvement? And uh, is this, this is like a source of, you know, potential margin improvement as these self-install and self-help kind of things can be expanded. uh, How is that progressing generally as a bucket of potential kind of margin enhancement um, at at, at, uh, Videotron?
2: Uh, uh, i start yeah. with the second part. On, on the key. self-install, uh, Matt. Um, yeah, we're we're actually um, you know higher than ten percent. We're growing uh, growing higher than ten percent on the Helix front, um, and uh, that is definitely. I mean, you know, uh, there the, the two main uh, the two main uh, drivers on margin at at this point that are you know on which we're pushing um, as hard as we can are the self-install and the uh, digitalization of the. Uh, you know of the whole client uh, contact experience and um, so we're continuing on that I mean we're, we're not happy to answer your question we're not happy with um, you know being in the in the you know 10 to 15 percent uh, range uh, we are happy that it's growing uh, quite fast uh, but um, you know we, we, we need to do uh, you know we, we still need to do quite a bit of work on that but it will be uh, definitely one of the you know one of the big uh, drivers one of the big levers uh, of margin improvement uh, going forward, uh, as well as the you know the uh, you know what I said uh, the you know the digitalization and also the simplification of our um, of our um, uh, you know technological um, uh, set of uh, platforms and systems uh, which are being you know which are being modernised and ultimately you know leading to a, a much simpler and a much cheaper. Uh, maintenance and uh, and support uh, type of agreements going forward. So we're you know working hard on all these fronts uh, for margin improvement. On spectrum, uh, Matthew, you know
3: we uh, think that we have enough spectrum to start our business. Obviously, you know if we were to add more, it you know, will be happier. But you know we think that we have enough for it to start with. As you know, I'm, I mean uh, the the auction was quite competitive. Uh, we saw incumbents uh, you know, complaining that they pay too much for their, their spectrum, and then, but I guess that it's their own responsibility uh, of doing this. Um, there will be another auction taking place in the months to come, uh, so that will give us also um, a, a, another opportunity. Um, I think that you know what we should say is that we need to balance everything, uh, and you know again regarding the competitiveness of the auction, I think that we were at the right place, paying the right amount uh, for the right size regarding our business plan at the beginning and where we we're coming from and where we would like to go.
6: All right, good. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Uh, and the last uh, question we currently have in the queue comes from Drew McReynolds from RBC Capital Markets. Please go ahead. Uh Drew, please go ahead. Your phone may be on mute.
5: Sorry. Uh I appreciate uh squeezing me in here just one follow up uh you for uh for you. Th- thank you for the stability comment on CapEx in, in 2022. I think um, that's appreciated uh, among uh, investors in, in Quebec core. um I just wanted to drill down into what that uh, implies in terms of the 5G kind of uh, deployment or, or roadmap uh, for 2022. Obviously, there's a ton of moving parts to wireless and to network sharing arrangements and, and all of that. But uh, if you could just give us a little sense there, that'd be great. Thank you. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, stability um, on, on, on all fronts. I mean, we, we started, um, you know, Drew, we started on the, you know, the four four 4.5G or LTE Advanced, call it whatever you want. I mean, we've been, you know, we've been uh, upgrading that and have started along, you know, quite, quite some months ago. And we'll continue. And um, 5G, we've always said, you know, of course we will be there, but it's going to be, in in our case, an incremental. From a CAPEX standpoint, it's an incremental program, uh, which does not destabilize, uh, you know, everything. We're not talking amounts that are, you know, that are destabilizing any of the wireline uh, programs in place and the, uh, uh, you know, and the, uh, you know, the other, uh, you know, big guy, you know. Big ticket items that we have in our capex program. Um, um, you know, we, we have reprioritized. Uh, you know, many uh, projects uh, on which uh, we had been working, and uh, focusing on on uh, you know revenue generating and growth generating uh, programs, which allows us to um, you know uh, you know use some of the puts and the takes to make sure that we uh, on, on the whole. Uh, you know, keep our our capex program you know pretty stable. Um, so um, I, I think you know focus on on LTE advance, continuing to uh, to invest in 5G, but also on the modernization of our systems that I talked about. Um, and so um, I, I think we're focusing on the right uh, on the right programs, and there was opportunity for us to. To you know, to clean up a few things and to be a little more disciplined in our investments, and um I think this is what is showing now. Thank you so uh, that was the last question.
3: Thank
1: you all, and looking forward to talking with you in the next quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes the Quebecor Inc.'s financial results for the 2021 third quarter conference call. Thank you for your participation and have a nice day.
2: The new SuperBeats Beats Hard Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBEETS.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL.
3: Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.
0: Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.